Hey everyone, good evening. Welcome to The Empire Strikes Back. Um, very special episode this evening celebrating Derek Jeter's induction into the Hall of Fame. With me tonight, I have our podcast usual, Kev. Whoa, I'm not last this week. Hi guys. <laughs> Damn, I should have left you to last. <laughs> Couldn't possibly, though, uh, because we are very, very pleased to have our, our special guest on tonight. Uh, Kyle uh, is uh, joining us from, from Westchester. Um, so, Kyle, hi, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm glad to be on here with you guys. It's cool that you guys are doing all this overseas. We all worry over here that the sport isn't popular enough in other countries and stuff like that. So it's cool to see that you guys are doing this kind of stuff. And also, I haven't really done much podcast podcast stuff as it relates to the Yankees yet. So thanks thanks for having me on here. Yeah, you're Real welcome. Play. I mean, the one, thing, the one thing we saw this summer in London is that there's a huge appetite for baseball in, in the UK and a huge appetite for the Yankees as well, which was nice to see. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Really, really awesome following, particularly getting 120,000 odd fans into, into London Stadium last year. Oh, that was such a cool event. I had no issues with it being like a huge event in the middle of the season. I know some people were like, you know, it's big games against the Red Sox. I wish it wasn't getting all this media attention and stuff like that so the players could focus on baseball. But I was so opposite that. I just thought it was a great way to get new fans to baseball. And sometimes with the longer season, 162 games, you need a big event like that to keep things exciting i think that was in june so especially in months like june you need that exciting moment like a london series yeah it was it was pretty epic yeah all good all good all good so first thing first when we, when we have a, a new person to the podcast we we like to uh, to find out a bit about them um so carl one of the things that i noticed about you is that you you say that you are the the yankees <laughs> fan that yankees fans love to hate tell us why yeah <laughs> so I didn't want that persona, but <laughs> I, I think that I realized over time with this Twitter account that I actually just started this past May that people from other fan bases troll me like crazy. And I guess it's because they think I'm trying to troll them. But really, I'm just a very biased Yankees fan. I'm not afraid to admit that. I think we're the best at all times. Even if we're losing, I'll try to spin it as we got unlucky or something like that. And I'm pretty unapologetic about it. So as time went on and I realized all these fans from other fan bases, Astros specifically, Mets, there's a lot of Mets fans on my Twitter, would always be so upset with me, outraged over like anything I had to say about their team. So I was like, man, like anybody who's not a Yankees fan really does not like me. I was like, let me just embrace this. I'll make it the first sentence in my bio. And it's really all it is. I mean, I'm not like a bad guy or anything. It's just what I put in my bio. Because it's more so a warning for when you're a fan of another team, you come to my page, you see that, you're like, all right, at least this guy knows that he's kind of obnoxious. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's roll with it. Yeah, so we, we have that, the opposite problem with Jack, who is uh, one of our colleagues here, uh, yeah. who doesn't know he's obnoxious. That's the only difference with Jack. <laughs> I, I'm embracing it at this point. At first, I tried to deny it. I was like, you know what? If people want to keep coming to my mentions, you know, telling me I'm stupid Yankees fan, whatever, I'm just going to fully embrace it. So that's where I'm at. It's definitely the best way to roll, I would say. Yeah. yeah just, just, just take it on the yep. hand. But, I mean, the, the Mets fans are easily wound up. I can oh tell you that. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of Mets fans in the UK, and I have a lot of friends who are Mets fans. And, yeah. oh, they are precious. Oh, Very and I precious. Love to, I love to pick on them. 
I yeah. love. I'm so worried about the day they actually win a World Series or something because I am going to hear it. So yeah. for that reason, I have to hate them. Like I have no choice. Yeah, I'm not sure you're going to hear it because you know by that time, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> You'll probably be at least deaf uh, in your old age. <laughs> honestly, honestly, and the Yankees will probably have like 35 titles by then too. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, better do. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I say just, just to your point around, um, other fans, particularly Astros fans and linking it back to our colleague, Jack, when we were, when we talked about the, the Astros, uh, cheating scandal that happened recently. Uh, yeah, certainly, you know, we have followers in this, this country that, um, you know, we're a load of British baseball fans over here and the guys certainly from the Astros fan base and their sort of, fan accounts over here in in the uk yeah were, uh, were tr- you know tr- trying to defend themselves and jack wasn't uh, having any of it it's getting tough to deal with because they've run out of baseball ways to defend themselves so now they're just like personally attacking everyone on yankees twitter and <laughs> like i'm not there for that it's twitter like let's talk about baseball and now that i see they can't talk about baseball anymore i just completely ignore them at this point and i think that makes them even more mad so <laughs> yeah yeah. I, had, I, had, I had a little ding-dong battle with um, Astros, with George from Astros UK the other day. And yeah. I, have to put, I have to put a little apology out to him because he did say that his hashtag earned history, which is on his bio, is actually historic and it's not been put on since all this broke. So I apologise, George. I said I would, so I'm, I'm man enough to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the rest of the stuff you were saying, mate, is all horseshit. Oh, yeah, yeah it really <laughs> is. It's terrible. And uh, that was the most insincere apology I've ever heard. Okay, moving on very quickly. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the important matter of the day. Derek yeah. Jeter, number two. Derek Jeter, number two. Inducted into the Hall of Fame. And just really keen to hear the reaction uh, that you had, Kyle, specifically, um, and you, Kev, to... To, to his induction and some of the media hype surrounding it and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to ask Kyle to, to, to tackle that first. So we all knew Jeter was getting in. So obviously that's not what the news is about here. Obviously the news became way more about the fact that literally one person did not vote him in. So that's what we're all talking about. And that's why, because we knew Jeter was getting in. That's not the news. We know everything that he accomplished. That's not the news. The news now becomes literally one person didn't vote him in. If it were like four people, it would be a lot less newsworthy, but now we all want to figure out who this one guy is. And I have two really interesting takes on that. One, I say, when we find out who the guy is, don't give him specifically any attention because clearly that's what this dude is looking for. There's literally no way Anybody who knows anything about baseball can tell you Derek Jeter did not belong in the Hall of Fame on their very first ballot with him on it. So I wish for everybody not to give this guy any attention because that's what he's looking for. Unless you're saying get this guy's vote away, because if we can make that happen, I'm not all about the whole cancel culture thing. You know, I'm not one on Twitter to like want somebody fired for X, Y, Z. But if you're telling me Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Famer, you probably don't deserve a Hall of Fame vote. The other thing is. It's good that that happened because now there are way more headlines about baseball. Again, if just Derek Jeter got into the Hall of Fame, nobody would be like, oh my gosh, Derek Jeter got in the Hall of Fame. I didn't see this coming. We already knew that. So now the fact that one person didn't vote him in made like NFL quarterbacks get involved with it. It's given us all something to talk about, all something to get heated about. So 
just another way for baseball to be in the headlines in January, which we know from years past does not happen. So there's a good way to look at it, that Jeter not getting one vote into the Hall of Fame brought more attention to baseball, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it is you just seen Twitter going to meltdown with Yankees fans just could not believe that there was one guy who would be so <laughs> stupid. But, you know, the I mean, I, I think we all agree. If you don't believe Jeter was going into the Hall of Fame, I don't think you deserve to have a vote. Yeah. But interestingly, and I posted this on our uh, Facebook page and stuff today, if you actually look at the list of players, um, Ken Griffey Jr., three guys didn't vote for him. Nolan Ryan, six people didn't vote for him. Yeah. Tom Seaver, I think it was five people didn't vote for him. You look at it and go, come on. I mean, all of them guys are 100% nailed on Hall of Famer. So it's not a new thing as such, but it is frustrating when there's only one person who didn't vote and allow him to get in there beside Mariano, um, you know, with the... But it, as you say... It, we discussed this last week. We went from last winter where there was no discussion about baseball. Mm -hmm. Baseball was just, there was nothing happening. There was no big signings in the winter um, to this year where it's just been baseball news everywhere. Now, yeah. some people might say for the wrong reasons. And I know Mark, uh, one of our colleagues, gets a little bit upset about, um, you know, the bad the bad face it's putting on baseball. But I think overall it's... Um, it's getting keeping baseball in the news, and I think baseball recover from the scandal. And it, as you say, it's it, no news is bad news, so it's keeping mm -hmm. it, it's keeping baseball relevant at the moment. Yeah, Chris, what's your thoughts? Do you know what? I, I had the same thought that uh, Kyle did first up, which is that I don't want to give the guy who didn't vote any airtime. I don't want to give him any consideration. Uh, don't care whether they do or do not vote in the future because there's there's enough of them to make it not really relevant. I don't think, particularly in this kind of scenario, and and I think actually it played out quite well. I am a massive Derek Jeter fan. He is by far my favourite player. Um, I am one of those people that wears number two on my jersey because of, because of him. And despite that, I still feel that. Mariano Rivera is probably worth the extra 0.2 whatever <laughs> it is percent in terms of in terms of that and I feel like the the ranking the way that the rankings worked out as it is at the moment in terms of how people how close people are to that 100% set of voting ha has played out actually the way I'd want it to play out so I, I don't have any issue with it actually and like as you say, Carl, I don't want to give this this person any attention. I don't, yeah. I don't care about it enough. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly, he's he's in the hall as we knew he would be. It was really interesting to see how it came out. And, and I don't, you know what? He doesn't care. Yeah, he's, no. he, yeah. he's in the hall of fame. He don't care. No, I was gonna say just because now I've heard what both of you had to say. Both of you brought up the fact that in years past there were guys that didn't get a hundred percent of the vote, like Nolan Ryan and Ken Griffey, and it's like, well, they're just as iconic as Derek Cheater, which is correct. I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the fact that Derek Cheater doesn't have as much competition as those guys did at the time, because a lot of yeah. these guys that he's competing against aren't getting votes because they were yeah. steroid users and stuff like that. So maybe if all those steroid users weren't being blackballed from the Hall of Fame, there would be more guys being voted ahead of Derek Jeter. Like, 
but people aren't using their 10 votes that they get because there's nobody to vote for. So obviously everyone's going to use one of their 10 votes on Derek Jeter. So that, that's my take on that part of it. But yeah. Yeah. I think we should have a PED Hall of Fame. Yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> be a bad idea. <laughs> get, the, get the rocket in now. Honestly. But yeah. It's um, it's it's a good point actually. It's something I hadn't considered is the fact that you know there is so few people for them to vote for at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the next part of this was for me and Kev to propose our favourite Derek Jeter moments. Um, and because Kev is so unwilling to tell me what his favourite is, I'm going to let him go first and, and tell me. You tell me, Kev, uh, what is the best Derek Jeter moment from his career? Are we completely skipping out the bit in the middle where we discuss how good Jeter was, or are we just... Uh, no, is we, any, is, there is no discussion. He's in the no Hall of Fame. Dis- no we, need to discuss that. Fair enough. No, yeah, everyone everyone that. else discusses that. He's in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, because it was one, about as unanimous as it could get. Because it was one of these things, sorry to bring it up, but it was one of these things I discussed probably two podcasts ago. There was a groundswell of playing down how good Jeter was going on in Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it in the US, Kyle, but certainly... The accounts that I was following, there seemed to be a lot of people trying to talk down just how good Jeter was and trying to, you know, dismiss how good he was. And I was just like, I was reading it on Twitter and I'm thinking, I'm not even going to get into a debate about this. No. It's just completely stupid. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly why I skipped over it. Yeah. It's revisionist history. The, the guy was the New York Yankees shortstop for... 20 years people are bringing up names now they're like this guy is just as good as Jeter like somebody said Gene Segura the Philly shortstop I'm like yeah like let's see Gene Segura continue on this pace for 20 years now like yeah do you know the one the one thing that 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 was amazing if you look at 1999 when he had that amazing season or one of his probably his best season in terms of numbers he didn't win the batting title because Nomar Garcia Parra actually put up better numbers than him and Jeter was around in that golden age when Nomar, um, A-Rod, A-Rod. And, and, and him were coming through. And it was like, it was just such a great competition. But he is the only one that stuck it out at shortstop through the rest of his career. I know Nomar yeah. got injured and stuff like that, but he fell away. A-Rod ended up at, at third base. And yeah, I just, I just thought that was an interesting point. Yeah. Um, so that was you trying to get away from the fact that you haven't been able to choose your very favourite at the moment. That's that's what it is. Right. I'm gonna tell you where I'm where I'm at and see if Kyle's got any feedback on this, right? Okay. I think my all-time favourite Jeter moment is the the dive into the stands against the Red Sox. And I think a lot of it's because it's the Red Sox. Um because it was against Boston, sorry. And I think to do what he done and I still think that big massive guy that was there should have caught him when they landed in the stands. Do you remember it? There was a big guy kind of jumped out the way and let him hit hit the seats. But um, it was just such an amazing... To have the the thoughtlessness of your own body to just dive into the stand like that. And did we actually come back and win that game? Because it was in extra innings, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Sure, it was in extra innings. Yeah, it was in the 12th inning of a game on July 1st. Mm. It was, yeah, and it, we came back and won. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my favourite moment. But the, the one thing, the one thing that's sticking in my mind, I know they had some amazing stuff in the the World Series against the Mets and stuff. But his last game, I think it may even be his last at bat, and he stands up and hits a home run. And I just, for me, that just epitomised everything that Jeter was about because it's like it's his time to bow out. 
and he goes out in style. It's just like I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, that was the that was the game winning single, wasn't it? The, where where yeah, the uh, yeah. yeah the only just... game that didn't really count a great deal, but what? he made it count. Yeah, it's just the way to go out, and it's just like Jeter was one of them guys you could count on. He was captain clutch. If you needed him, he would stand up and he would get it. But it, a lot of people sort of get to the end of their career and they bow out gracefully and stuff like that. He went out with a bang, and I think for me, I'm going to pick that as my favourite Jeter moment. So the so going out with a bang is your favourite, okay? Yeah. And now I've got I've my challenge is to to come up with something something better. I I think so. There's a couple of things you touched on it at the golden era, the 2000 World Series. That 2000 World Series, the a single moment from that World Series is game one had one of the most underrated um, plays that I think he made in the field ever. Um, he, he made an incredible relay down the um, left field line to get oh, name, Perez out at the plate. If you haven't seen that or you can't remember, go and have a look because that is an incredible play. Off balance throw down the line and, and it, comparable to the um, to the flip play. An incredible moment. He hits the uh, the first pitch of the game in uh, game four for a home run. Game tie and home run in game five. That yeah. World Series is incredible. Not to mention that year he also was in uh, the All-Star game, went three for three in the All-Star game, won the MVP of the All-Star game, and he hit a double off Randy Johnson, hit another single off Al Leiter. It's some of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah. And he, he's crushing them. So... Uh, it, in terms of a year, I mean, 2000 has got to be the year. In terms of moment, for me, uh, you, you mentioned the, the, the play that where he's diving headlong into the stands. The other thing is the flip play for me, which is comparable. Flip uh, play, I, I'm sorry, but what was he even doing there at that flip play? Why, why, yeah. was, he, why was he there? That's Reading like, the game. But that's like some yeah. kind of crazy, just sixth sense type stuff to... Have the he was at the complete opposite end of the diamond. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted there. It was just a phenomenal play. Yeah. So for me personally, I can't choose between because the the moments he's hit in in games and the thing the thing about G that was he was just he was just consistent with hitting for his entire career. You look at his average in both the postseason and and um, and the regular season, it's the same. Um, just an incredible hitter all round, and so for me, I'd, I'd go for one of the the defensive plays, especially because, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. People say, "Oh, his his defense," and you've said it before, Kev. His defense dropped off in the last few years, and I say bullshit. He <laughs> he was incredible on defense from the beginning to the end, and equally as consistent. You know, he was regularly above the the average uh you know if you say that the average um defensive stat for a for a player in mlb is 966 in terms of their their rating he was his career average is is 972 and he was consistently around about that point might be sorry i might be wrong i might think that's more 976 anyway that just means that he's He's not. He's not just not making errors, and he never made errors. Maybe his range decreased over the years. Again, he. I, I, I didn't see it, so I, I. I don't believe it. Maybe I was a bit blinkered in that. But D 
the guy was incredible. So I'm going to go for a defensive play, and the tough one is which one to call because there's that the the flip play which was just out of this world, and there was the the diving into the stands. I'm going to take the diving into the stands as much as I don't want to agree with you, Kev, um, yeah. because That's the, the reason for that. I'll give you a reason for it. So the, the, there's there's two reasons. One, the flip play, as you said, was just something else. Uh, he shouldn't have been there. Somehow got there. Read the game incredibly well. But the the big difference between that and the game uh, where he, he he flew into the crowd was he just had absolutely no regard for anything else but making the play. And that was Derek Jeter all along for me, who has no regard for anything else but making the play. So I'll make a couple of comments. Am I supposed to pick whose moment I think was the better idea? As yeah, but you could also give Absolutely. us your favorite. Also give us your yeah. favorite moment. You guys hit on them all. Hit on all the ones that I would list at the top, at least. Obviously, you could go on all day about Derek Jeter's best moments. It's an embarrassment of riches, really. Yeah. I mean, when I when I ultimately do tell you which one I like the most out of the ones you guys listed. I'm not saying that the ones somebody else listed weren't that good. I will also hit on the defensive thing a little bit. I think we have a long way to go as far as defensive metrics are concerned. So I don't think it works for current players. I don't think it works for Jeter as a player. I think we're in the right direction. And of course, defensive runs saved and UZR and all that fun stuff the sabermetricians are using is good. But I think we got a long way to go. And I think Derek Jeter is an outlier to those defensive metrics that say, you guys got to keep working on this because there's no way Derek Cheater was bad. I think there's some truth to him getting worse later in his career. But saying he was flat out bad and all that stuff uh, is just a little ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. As far- Go ahead. No, we're just agreeing. I was just, ag- oh, okay. <laughs> just agreeing with you 100%. So, so, I think if I had to pick one that I agree with, I would say the flip play in Oakland in 2001 is my favorite because those were during the times of the greatest Yankees teams ever. And there the Yankees were down two games to zero in a five-game series against the Oakland Athletics, who now we know at the time were just a money ball team made up of misfit toys. And they almost beat the big bad Yankees. Derek Jeter saves the series to win finally a game in Oakland. And then the Yankees come back to win that series. Of course, that year they went on to lose the World Series. I was actually at one of those World Series games. I was, uh, I guess eight years old, and I was at game wow. five wow. Uh, at Yankee Stadium. It was when Scott Brocious hit that home run to tie it, and they went on really? to win game five. Yeah. Um, I remember crying as a little kid when Luis Gonzalez blooped that single into center field to win it. But um, And it's nothing against the plays that Kev chose because the only reason I picked the flip play is because it was, in a bigger, it was on a bigger stage. It was in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, against the Orioles, it was, what was it, the last – regular season game or the last regular season home game that Derek Jeter hit that walk-off single I don't even think Derek Jeter was so obviously in the moment everybody was very excited you win a game in walk-off fashion you're going to be excited regardless Derek Jeter's not going to just not celebrate but even he himself will probably tell you that wasn't his favorite moment because they didn't even make the playoffs I thought Derek Jeter's whole farewell tour was a little bit um, skewed by the fact that the team wasn't that good that year and then the flip, then the diving play into the stands was also amazing. It was in the heart of the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. But again, it was just in the middle of the season. So it wasn't that big of a stage. And that's why I'm picking the flip play as my favorite Derek Jeter moment that you guys hit on for sure. Awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to disagree with any of it. I, the reason I picked that one, the, the sort of walk-off, was just because it just defines everything that Jeter was. You know, he could just stand up and be counted. But it is true, the team were very poor at that point, which was a shame. But yeah. 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 So, hey, guys, uh, I, I better get going. We got some basketball games at Westchester University tonight. That's where I work. I'm a, a sports information director here. Some people out there might know what that is. But going all day talking about what it is, but... I appreciate you guys having me on. It uh, means a lot. and We really have to do this again. Yeah, Kyle, Absolutely, you're welcome. Man. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Just really appreciate you joining us, you, buddy. Whenever you guys feel like you can use me, just reach out for sure. Sounds good, mate. All right, guys, keep in touch. Cheers, buddy. Have a good have one. Have a great one. All right, see Take you later. Care. And then there were two. And then there were two. No. Yeah, I, I'm going to claim that as a victory for me. No, no, no. I don't think that's a victory for you at all. I think it was sure. clearly aimed. Kyle was clearly agreeing with me uh, about his defensive prowess, which I think you'll find if we look back in the annals of history, Kev, that you were arguing. Yes, but he, I think if, if you if you had stuck to your original point and hadn't stole my idea, then <laughs> <laughs> then you would have been correct. But you stole my my, and then you were wrong. So I'm claiming that's a victory for me. <laughs> Oh dear. How'd you like I that logic? We, I think that we can simply all agree, Kev, that Derek Jeter was absolutely incredible and gave us all these amazing moments. And those ones at the top were all three of us agreed on, and we couldn't really get a decent argument out of it, which is a bit of a shame. The only real argument is the fact that uh, I was right and you were wrong. So, uh, with that in mind. <laughs> Are you going to see? You're going to see them three words. Resistance is futile. Hello. Hello, oh, may I speak with Derek Jeter, please? This is Derek. DJ, it's Jack O'Connell in New York. Jack, how are you? I'm doing well, and you're going to be doing well in about two seconds. Baseball writers have elected you to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it. Jack, you know what? I I, uh, I always look forward to seeing you and hearing your voice, but for selfish reasons, um, your voice sounds a little bit better today. <laughs> well, <laughs> I told you five years ago I've been making this call, and uh, I, I kept my promise. 